This episode of the Best Seats Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. To learn how you can support the show, go to thebestseats.com slash Patreon. Once there, you'll learn how you can get early access to shows, ad-free listening, the ability to submit questions, comments, concerns, and more. Once again, that's thebestseats.com slash Patreon. But enough of that. On to the show. Welcome, 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 everybody, to the Best Seats Podcast. I'm your host, Croft McCarthy, bringing you episode nine. It is going so quick already. Thank you again to Allie Coyle for providing music for the episode. You can find her at AllieCoyleMusic.com or on Instagram at Allie Coyle. Thank you, thank you, Allie. And as we keep progressing, all three of her family's restaurants, Fable and Spirit, Dublin Four Gastropub, and Wine Works for Everyone, are open for takeout at the time of this recording. Fable, maybe not yet. You may have to give that a day or two depending on when you're listening. But regardless, support them, support every small business that you can during this time of need. That is right. We are still in the middle of COVID-19. I know it's beating you over the head with it. I'm so sorry. Nothing we can do. God knows that everybody wants to be gone with this thing and just be done. Nothing we can do. And here we are. So we're still talking about it. Still talking about how it's affecting restaurants, chefs, bartenders, managers, servers, the whole nine yards. But on the upside, there are good stories emerging. There's people that are doing good things and they're fighting however they can to survive, uh, open safely, um, which is something that we'll touch on in this show a little bit, the act of opening and what it kind of goes into and more. But regardless, my guest today is Troy Barton. Troy is the manager of the Helmsman Ale House in Newport Beach, California, one of the many properties of the Lounge Group, which owns the majority of 17th Street and Costa Mesa. They've got a bunch of properties, as you will hear about on the show. Uh, Troy's a friend of mine. I've known him for a couple of years. Really, really great human being. And he sits down today to hopefully talk about things like uh, managing restaurants, what it goes into, what all that looks like, et cetera, et cetera. It's a really great interview. Um, We recorded this uh, about a week ago, give or take. Uh, California has since moved into kind of its initial stages of reopening following COVID-19. Some restaurants uh, have gone ahead and gone against those recommendations. Um, A lot of people are itching to open up. We're going to talk about a bunch of those things in this interview. I hope you are staying safe. I hope you are staying well. And I hope you enjoy this episode of the Best Seats Podcast with my friend, manager of the Helmsman Ale House, Troy Barton. Hello there, sir. Hello, hello. How are you, man? I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? I'm good. I appreciate you making the time for the call. Oh, for you, anything. <laughs> it's very sweet of you. How are you, man? How are things? How are you living? Staying safe? Staying healthy? Yeah, um, all of the above. Just, you know, working and Jill's doing good. Cat's alive. So. It's about kind of the best you the can hope. The family unit is when Jill's in- yeah, Jill's in uh, fashion school right now. Is uh, but they're doing it online. So okay, uh, I've been re- I've been relegated to the garage for this phone call because <laughs> she's in the middle of class. Fair enough. That's all right. We all have to make do and do what we can. Uh, Troy, for those that may not know you um, or kind of know like the restaurants that you're with, take a quick second and just kind of introduce yourself and where you work and kind of what you do. Oh, sweet. Okay. My name is Troy Barton. I am the general manager of the Helmsman Ale House in Newport Beach. 
I work for a company called The Lounge Group. The Lounge Group is one of the largest independent restaurant uh, conglomerate or umbrella companies. I don't know, know exactly the word. It's The Lounge Group Consulting. But basically, they run 11 restaurants in Orange County. They have the Helmsman Ale House, Malarkey's, Stag Bar, Dory Deli, Blackie's by the Sea. Uh, in Costa Mesa, we have uh, Playa Mesa Mexican Kitchen, the Wild Goose Tavern, um, and Country Club, formerly the Pier Street Annex. And in Fullerton, they have um, the Matador Cantina and Two J's. That was really good. That was all off the top of the head. There, there's a written test. No, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> it's a company man right there. I like it. Yeah, so, uh, it's a good company. To, it's a good company to work for. I started uh, with uh, the Lounge Group as the general manager of Malarkey's, and in my time, I've also been the GM of the Wild Goose Tavern, and I got to be the opening GM of the Helmsman, which has been an amazing experience to be there from the very beginning of a restaurant being like con- conceptualized. So I want to talk about Helmsman specifically in a second, but first of all, you're in a super unique position. I guess the lounge group is as a whole because you have multiple properties, but none of them are essentially the same. They're all wildly different concepts. They hit different markets, dem- uh, different demographics. What's it been like for you guys as a group to have to pivot during kind of COVID-19 and switch all the business models as they fit, but each of those businesses being a completely different animal. It's been interesting Um, from what I've seen of it, which has been kind of uh, not necessarily an outsider's view. I'm one of the few that were lucky enough to still be employed throughout all of this. That's another thing I can say about the lounge group. That's awesome. Um, It would have been a lot easier to keep maybe just like one manager at the, at a restaurant and a lot cheaper to have just uh, some minimum wage employees, but instead they kept um, their salaried staff uh, working the the ones that they could. And that's, that shows that they actually, it's, it's nice to be cared about in that fashion. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of companies that, that wouldn't have thought to do that. And I'm just really lucky to be a part of them that, part of one that is as far as like the pivoting goes when this whole thing started we we were all caught uh kind of unawares as far as uh, when everything happened it was saint patrick's day for god's sake that's the worst day in the world for anything like this to happen everyone wants to relax and have fun but uh we ended up closing down helmsman that day and i went and helped close down malarkey's malarkey's ended up closing early as well and from then the game plan was to keep a couple restaurants going the wild, uh, I'm sorry, Fly Mesa Mexican kitchen and the Dory Deli, which I got to work at both of them. It, it was kind of an interesting situation. I have a skill set that can balance between both with my, with my restaurant experience. I, I can work a coffee machine on, at a deli. And also I worked at several Mexican chain Mexican restaurants for many, many years on the border and Chili's Tex-Mex. It counts. It does. Yeah. It's halfway there. Yeah, but uh, so the company game plan was basically make sure that we keep the lights on and also make sure that everyone's safe. The The main focus is not just safety of uh, us, but safety of our guests. We wanted to make sure that we are able to provide a product to the community without anything, without endangering. Yeah, absolutely. And news on... 
Yeah, news on that changed every day for the first couple of weeks. It was very strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, you know, wake up in the morning to emails from, and also since the company's in two cities, we were dealing with the city hall for or the city officials of Costa Mesa, as well as the city officials of Newport Beach, um, and back and forth between their guidelines uh, and the governor's guidelines, obviously. So it's been really interesting to see the company pivot into um, the new roles. This last, on the first, we were able to open up more of the locations, I believe. We opened up Helmsman, we opened up Stag Bar, we opened up Blackies, um, we opened up Malarkeys, and I believe we are going to start opening up Wild Goose Tavern uh, soon too, but it's all obviously for takeout and delivery. That's been interesting. Uh, working at Ply Mesa during that time and seeing the... Uh, the wheels turn in the creative process. We, uh, we went from a place at Playa Mesa where there wasn't a whole lot of to goes to a, that being the sole thing, but B, we started coming up with these amazing like family packs and packages. Like mm-hmm. We had a carnivore pack, which was four, eight ounce, uh, New York steaks, a dozen eggs, two rolls of toilet paper, veggies, bread. It, it sold very well. And it was actually kind of interesting to be a part of, uh, getting those things set up. Um, our culinary director, Zach Shearer is, really really well versed in all sorts of cuisine and the family packs were him and my regional director micah chazelle's kind of idea um them and mario and it's it it actually saved the day for us i'm pretty sure yeah it was really interesting not just watching you guys but watching restaurants as a whole kind of putting together those family packs with all kind of like the additives and eggs because everybody's a baker now so everybody's out of eggs and all these kind of different packages that obviously were not even a part of the menu or the concept leading into it it's been really really interesting to see it all happen so and the other and the other half of that that's that's very interesting is like just we have access to um to things that the general public doesn't uh case in point for it with uh toilet paper when the when the first rush hit the stores and all the toilet paper was out we actually have restaurant only vendors who had toilet paper. So Mario um, ended up getting a a whole lot of toilet paper and we had uh, sold it at cost, Uh, actually a little bit less, a little bit less than our cost. We, we kind of lost money on it, but um, I mean, it's pennies on the dollar, but still it was Mario saw something that he's, I'm pretty sure when it started out, he was just like, Oh, we can get toilet paper for people. But then once he saw the need for it, we ended up, I think we ended up selling, we, we sold them in bags of 10, uh, and it was, uh, 50 cents, uh, 50 cents a roll. So it was five bucks for a bag. And we ended up selling out of, I think somewhere along the lines of 2000 rolls of toilet paper within an hour and a half. Wow. And you guys did that at Malarkey's, I want to say like one of like, in yeah, one of we did it at Malarkey's, uh, we, yeah, in the first week. And it was just, it's just something, it's also an interesting thing working for this company because it is a whole bunch of different restaurants, but every single restaurant is rooted in the community. We want to be part of the community today. Um, Helmsman is doing a 20% discount for school employees all day long for their, for our takeout and delivery. Wow. That's we're, great. Tra- we're always, you know, we're always trying to make sure that, yes, we're, I mean, the goal of any restaurant is to, is to be profitable, but we want to make sure that we're in the community doing the right things for the community. And that's something I'm actually really proud to be a part of as well. So uh, let's talk on that for a minute, because this is something that I think we're recording this on Cinco de Mayo, uh, Taco Tuesday. It's another one of those unfortunate holidays that we're all going to miss in the restaurant industry, obviously starting with 
St. Patrick's Day, and then we lose Easter, and then Mother's Day. But losing Cinco de Mayo slash Taco Tuesday, I think, is a really big one. Um, and that's obviously the day that you and I are sitting down to record this. Being a part of the community yeah, is as something... As opposed to us having a margarita together somewhere. I know, right? That would be a lot more fun. Not that we <laughs> couldn't do it, but you know, since the rules are off as far as day drinking is concerned during quarantine... Uh, being a part oh, of the yeah, community, that's, something... that's been interesting working the whole time and seeing everyone like coming oh, in yeah. for cocktails during the day. Yeah, um, yeah. I've been working, so it's been, I've just been like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> it was the best thing the state ever could have done was allow people to sell booze that I think helped Absolutely. immensely. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, all it is, is it, it, I mean, at the end of the day to go is, is it's not going to win the war or anything like that. Like no. we still have very large properties that cost a whole lot of rent and you know not all landlords are being very like lenient on uh your your rent coming out mm-hmm. but it's it's helping keep the lights on that's the important thing there's a whole lot of restaurants that don't have you know the capacity to to do what we're doing which is just stay open stay relevant stay in the community extremely true so you guys are not just in the community you're expanding on it wild goose is currently under construction the long-awaited nearly i think i heard about it over two years ago the plan to blow it out and make it bigger and build an actual full-size kitchen that's actually under construction so you're enhancing the community while it's shut down yes the legendary uh beer garden will be will be with us eventually (laughs) i'd say it's more than a dream at this point so i'm happy about it absolutely it's uh and uh, and also we took this time when we were closed at all locations to sit there and take care of a whole lot of maintenance that you don't get to do every single, every single day when we're open. So we were actually able to go in there every single location, get a walkthrough with the owners. And we got to sit there and take a look and see if there's anything that we could improve on and see if there's any systems in place that we, we could adjust. So we actually did Mario and Lounge Group is all about making sure that we seize the moment and making sure that we're um, utilizing the best uh, of our, what am I trying to say? It's we're making sure that we're utilizing all of our um, knowledge to make the best experience for everybody and make sure that the places that we run are in their best condition. So touching kind of on that, Mario, Mario has been not outspoken because that's not the right word. He's exercising his constitutional right. He was at the protest up in Orange with a couple other members from Lounge Group. Um, I know that yeah, he's I was been... there. Oh, okay, great. I didn't know you were there too. I know that the city of Newport Beach kind of credited him with really kind of helping out, um, kind of discussing the ability and the desire to open as obviously a lot of people want to. It's a very contentious issue right now. At the time of this recording, there was a restaurant in San Clemente that kind of just said, screw it and opened its doors. And the repercussions and kind of the results aren't really known yet. Obviously, you guys don't seem to be taking that approach, but it is a proactive approach. Have you guys had discussions about what does that look like when you open? Have the restaurants been sort of redesigned a little bit? It just, the feel that I get from him is that he very much wants to open um, and that lounge group wants to open, obviously, with that many properties and employees. But he seems to have been more proactive about making his voice heard with it. Have you guys had those discussions about what comes next? The main thing for any discussion we've had as to what comes next, I haven't actually been able to sit down and talk to Mario about it personally, but um, from leadership down, it's when we do reopen, we want to make sure that we reopen safely. That is the key. And I'm, I'm actually very for that. I'm a very big proponent in being able to reopen Orange County, but I want, I want to make sure that everyone knows that it's, we're reopening it safely. We're not just going to open the doors and, 
have everybody rush in and it's a big old party, no masks or anything like that. No, there's, there's my staff, my guests and my own health to think of. So when we are, we are planning on reopening as soon as humanly possible. I'm looking very much forward to it, but the main thing is we are following every single guideline set down by the state, by the CDC and everything to ensure that we have a, a very sanitized area, that we can maintain sanitization standards and keep everybody healthy. That's the thing about opening. We don't want to open and then everyone gets sick and then they don't come back. That's not that's not good for any, anybody, you know. So the, the, the important the importance to me is making sure that we are taking the proper steps to make sure that if if you know that we don't ever get to a point where we are darn it Crawford <laughs> <laughs> I got lost in my own thoughts again no it's just and as far as the safety goes it's we are setting up uh, hand sanitizer stations throughout every single restaurant in multiple areas. Um, at Helmsman, I'm playing with the table areas and trying to make sure we can get them like separated enough. I don't know. I haven't had word about what the capacity situation is going to be like, but those kind of things are out of our hands. That's that's something for the uh, for the city to to decide if we go to like half capacity or quarter capacity or things like that. Then mm-hmm. we're just waiting for the word. We just want to reopen. We want to open the doors. So let's let's talk about Helmsman for a second because Helmsman is comparatively speaking about the restaurant industry. I would say still in its infancy from when you opened the doors. I mean, when did it open? It was late 2019, like fall. Uh, uh, yeah, it was August first. Okay, that's what I thought. So still very much a baby, getting its baby legs under it. Oh yeah, we're babies. Yeah. So Helmsman before this, for people that may not have been to Helmsman, they may not have had the time with the holidays or obviously kind of this setting it after we hit the 2020. Um, what is Helmsman? Um, Helmsman L House is the only craft brewery in Newport Beach. We are located on the site of the old Newport Beach Brewing Company. Um, we took that, uh, the lounge group took that over and we closed it down, gutted it took bulldozers to the inside, took it all down to the studs, put in all brand new everything. Um, we hired a amazing head brewer, Dylan Mobley, who was the former head brewer of Bottle Logic. Before that, he worked at Angel City and Stone. He's a graduate of the Seibel Institute. He makes amazingly balanced beers. Um, and we are able to pair these amazing beers with a, with a progressive cocktail program, a very nice wine selection, and food from Chef Zach Schur and my assistant general manager and kitchen, lead, uh, kitchen manager, Drew Adams. They were actually in the process of putting out a brand new menu. We were going to have it ready for the first, but uh, we couldn't really do that due to all of this. So... If you come by anytime soon, we have an expanded limited menu where we're throwing in some of the new items that we're, that we're trying out. We have a couple really good wraps. Um, we're trying out a new way to do our shishito peppers. Basically, the food is elevated pub food. We found that with our menu before, we saw what was selling better and what was, uh, what was kind of like not being ordered as much. And we're, deciding, we're just leaning into the foodie aspect of it now. We have this spicy chicken sandwich, which is absolutely amazing. It's a yeah, fried chicken really breast. Good. Oh, yeah. It's a fried chicken breast dipped in a chili coffee oil served with an avocado salon chimichurri ranch. It's the best sandwich I've had. In all- it's the best sandwich I've had. I know I'm biased, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so 
with kind of balancing everything we have to with COVID-19 until we get out of it and the fact that it's kind of a new restaurant and you obviously want to see it do well, what's it like not just having a restaurant that you have to manage the cleanliness and obviously the social distancing, but also a place where you're brewing the beer on site? Has that presented any different kind of challenges to you during all of this? Well, brewing the beer, um, when you are in a brewery, it is a very clean uh, location anyway, because you have to you have to maintain a very rigorous cleaning of all the brewing equipment. Otherwise, you, your beer will get some off notes, and a beer has a when it's being brewed, it actually has a whole lot of opportunities to not turn out well, and the only way to make sure that happens is rigorous cleaning and sanitation. So the brewery, the the brewing side of it. And also the kitchen, we're, we're obviously a very clean kitchen, so we haven't really had to change anything there. Um, obviously, we aren't moving as much beer at the moment, which is, kind of a, which is kind of sad, but we were able to open, when we were closed down for a little bit, we opened on the weekends. On Saturdays and Sundays, we did, um, we did crowler sales. We, we had our 32-ounce cans of beer. Of, we had 12 different varieties of our house beer. And that went pretty well, I'd say. Um, to go beer sales when we were open weren't obviously not this high. We we sold, I think, somewhere along the lines of seven hundred cans of beer in the last month. That is a lot of beer. What, are, do you guys have excess? Are you trying to store some of it, or have you just kind of slowed down on what you're actually brewing? No, uh, we kind of slowed down on what we're actually brewing, but also it gave Dylan a little bit of time to brew some things that we wouldn't necessarily be able to. If we were, if we were like churning and burning, like we have a Pilsner on the way, Pilsners take a very long time to ferment. So in a place where we have four fermenters, it didn't make a lot of sense to make one before, but now we actually get to make one. And I'm very excited to try Dylan's Pilsner. That's awesome. Yeah. That sounds really, really good. I love that. He's finally got the time to kind of do that. How important is it going to be for the state to keep up those uh, to-go sales of kind of booze, wine, and liquor after this is all done? Let's say we reopen, but obviously there's distancing and lower kind of capacity. Does that law have to stick around? Because I personally think it's mandatory. I'm, I'm looking forward to it sticking around. I think that we've shown that it's a possible and viable business uh, tool, and it's gone off without a hitch uh, I think the go business on a whole is going to be extremely uh, important in the future, even after reopening, because the everyone is not going to like rush out and party right away. Maybe some people are, but the majority of people um, are going to take COVID-19 seriously, which is good and healthy. So I think that we're going to continue to um, rely heavily on, on to go sales and moving that uh, market forward. I really do enjoy having the to-go cocktail. We put six of our signature cocktails on a to-go menu for when we reopen seven days a week on the first. My favorite's the captain's orders. It's a Navy grog. I love it's a Navy delicious. grog. Yeah, we make it with Ray and Nephew overproof rum, uh, grapefruit, honey, little velvet falernum. My wife describes it as the first sip is really boozy, and after that, you just don't care. <laughs> that sounds like most great nights that start out to be blurry memories. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Having been with Helmsman from the beginning, watching it get stripped down to the studs and kind of where it is now, do you look back now that kind of COVID-19 has potentially changed things forever going on to some extent? Um, are there any design things that you look at now and you're like, man, I wish we did that. Boy, I wish we didn't do this. Has there been any change to the way that you kind of view the restaurant as a whole? Not necessarily um, because we actually, 
I mean, we built a beautiful, a beautiful space. Um, my only, my only concern with reopening is, is capacity and how we're going to deal with that. We have a lot of like fixed booths that don't move. So we're going to have to be a little bit creative if there are, if there are restrictions like that. But know. on a whole, on a whole, it's going to be really interesting. And, um, I don't know, kind of like you, when you go into the supermarkets and stuff, they have those giant plastic guards. Mm-hmm. Maybe we would put that in between some of the booths or something. It's it's something that we've uh, we've thought about as far as like just getting creative. But we also have a very wide open space, so I don't think that the helmsman is is super concerned uh, is a is a big concern for maintaining social distancing. We have we have the the space to make it work pretty well. I don't know if you can speak to it because it's not your restaurant, and I'm sure this would maybe be a question better for Mario or someone like that, but with the wild goose rebuild, obviously construction is underway right now. Um, aside from just timetable things that this has probably affected, do you know if it's affected any design aspects, whether they're spacing things out a little bit more, whether it's kind of just changed any of the things on the square footage of the plans or anything like that? Oh, I, I have no idea. That is, that is several steps above my, my pay grade. It was worth a shot. <laughs> I'd rather talk to you anyway. You're much more fun. Oh, shucks. So what have you been doing in the meantime? When you're not working and you're not wearing 97 different hats, how are you staying busy, aside from being busy? Uh, well, I have the most amazingly beautiful, wonderful wife at home, and uh, we've been trying to find some time. She's a full-time student right now, which that's another industry that's had to pivot super, super interestingly. So uh, she's in uh, at FITM. So my office in my apartment is now a fashion studio. There's a dress form in there that scares me every night when I go to feed the cat. Um, I have expect Tim Gunn to start walking through and just like hemming and hawing about things that are the things that are around. But uh, I'm actually going golfing today for the for the second time since social distance golfing has been oh, allowed. Okay. Uh, I'm a I'm a terrible golfer, but um, now there's no one around to see that. That's true. So. Yeah. So it works out a little bit better for me, for well, my for my pride. It's so good that you picked a nice, cool Southern California day. I should note for those that are listening later, depending on when you hear this, uh, it's currently 87 degrees here in Elisa Viejo where I'm recording this, and I can only imagine where you're going to play is probably hotter. Yeah, it's going to be good. And as a, as a very pale, redheaded man, you know, it's uh, it's it's always healthy. Yeah, no, you're really you're really thinking this through. I like it. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, that's, that's my MO always. Uh, it's yeah. But as far as like uh, home time goes, just, just trying to relax. Life outside is pretty hectic and, um, it's really nice to have a home and, and someone who loves you to come home to. Amen to that. Uh, for those that are mm-hmm. listening that may not be industry, they may just be non-industry. They're just, they want to kind of know how to support. Obviously there's a whole lot of education out there. Everybody's social media channels are flooded. I get more e-blasts today than I've ever gotten from everybody because everyone's just trying to survive. What would you say kind of to those listening on behalf of the helmsman um, and lounge group as a whole on kind of how they can support you and give, make sure that you guys doors stay open and lights stay on. Um, just come on in and get, and try some of our amazing artfully crafted and locally inspired, um, food and drinks. We have some of the best beer around. We won the Golden Foodie last year for the best beer program in Orange County. Um, 
and we haven't slowed down on that. And every single day, it's just, it's really nice to see the community support. I love when people even just drive by or call us like, oh my gosh, you're open. Sweet, we'll come in. We just love seeing you. We'll make sure that everything is delicious for you and that we're going to be around for a long time. Do you got a street date on that Pilsner? Ah, uh, not yet. Not See, yet. I'm, just, so that would have been prime content. Just the podcast episode. You could have dropped it. The people would have known. That's all right. We'll wait. It'll I know. Amazing. I know. I know. That's all right. I'm know, just happy. That's the, that's the thing with beer. I know. That's true. Well, if people want to follow you, if they want to follow the Helmsman on social media, where can they find you? Where can they find the restaurant? Uh, the Helmsman Alehouse.com uh, is the website. It's also on Instagram and, and Facebook. Instagram's Helmsman Alehouse. Um, I'm TSB underscore zero zero seven at, uh, on Instagram. And that's pretty much the only social media I really pay that much attention to. I like it. And what SPF sunscreen will you be wearing today? Oh, a million. (laughs) That was the correct answer. I like it. Joy, thank you so much for the time, man. Um, I hope you don't burn too too badly i do hope you shoot well playing golf and uh once you get back to running all the different restaurants and doing everything you can to help out i I hope things go smoothly and you guys continue to continue to do well well thankfully i'm at helmsman full-time again and it's it's exactly where i want to be it's like coming home i just want to can't wait till we can open up and i can get all my staff back that's great to hear man i can't wait for you guys to open up too um as long as as we are open right there with you we are open seven days a week for takeout and delivery. We're on Uber Eats, DoorDash. Um, if you want anything uh, as far as like specialty crawlers or kegs, you can always email me at troyb at helmsmanalehouse.com. I don't mind making special orders. That's perfect, man. Everybody order beer. It is really good beer. I do like your beer a lot. That's not even hyper, hey, thanks, but I really buddy. like it. No worries. All right, my friend. Thank you so much for the time. And I will hopefully talk to you soon. Thank you so, so much to my friend, Troy Barton, for coming on and giving his time today. Uh, Be sure to follow him on Instagram. uh, Bother him with questions, whatever you want. He's a great guy. He's going to be nice about it. Be sure to check out the Helmsman Alehouse as well as all of the other lounge group properties that are coming online for takeout, pickup, curbside, whatever else it is. Thank you so much. Be sure to check out thebestseats.com for more content just like this patreon.com to get your questions in early we're gonna have a lot more guests coming up very soon i got a couple episodes in the bank but don't worry you'll be asking interview questions very soon take care stay safe out there thanks so much for listening to this episode of the best seats podcast see you soon the best seats podcast is an original production of the best seats it is written edited produced and owned by myself crawford mccarthy founder and owner of The Best Seats. It is recorded in Aliso Viejo, California. It is subsidized through generous donations through patreon.com slash the best seats. The following are names that have subscribed at the highest tier, aka norm status, and thus allow me to produce the show each and every episode. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, here are the supporters. Katie Cassie, Eric Lutz, Serena Warino, Talia Samuels, Cheryl McCarthy. Thank you for your support.